In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. <laughs> Community is of utmost importance for our spiritual life. It's our source of encouragement to continue to take up the cross given to us and to follow Christ. St. Paul tells us in his closing address, his loving goodbye in this letter to the Corinthians, he says, be watchful, stand firm in your faith, be courageous, be strong, and let all that you do be done in love. Let all that you do be done in love. This is the measure of salvation, thankfulness for what God has given, and then love given to all. We must be watchful in our community to let all things be done in love. Those tenants, which we heard about in the parable, were charged with tending a garden and giving the fruits over to their master. However, they were wicked and did not love, have love as their practice, nor were they thankful. These were completely lacking in those tenants. Instead, they were spiteful thieves and even murderers. It's, twice o it's a twice over sorrowful thing because they worked not just against their Lord, but also against themselves and the good things that the coming of their Lord would bring them. Those tenants were stewards of the things of God and they were well cared for, protected within that blessed garden. For as long as they had love in their hearts for their master and were full of loving actions for each other, and those that came into that garden, their community was preserved by God and God provided for them abundantly. They had many fruits. Now, of course, the emissaries that we hear about in the gospel are the prophets and priests of the Old Testament, sent to the people of God. And the Son is Christ himself. Yet when the emissaries came to see what fruits they had produced, that they ought to have produced, they murdered them, and then eventually did the same to the Son, thinking that by this they could keep the fruits for themselves. This is a parable that is a prophecy of Christ himself being killed by the very ones that he preserved with the blessing of, an Abra of the Abrahamic promise. Instead of honoring their master and provider, these people chosen by God murdered him. And in this act, they forsook the inheritance prepared for them. And God opened his embrace, his providence and care, and the salvation of his kingdom to all the nations. God gave this to all people, and that they would adhere to him and give thanks to him for the rich fruits of the promise he preserved. It is easy to see this parable only on this level, of a prophecy that's already been fulfilled. It's easy to see it simply as a summary of Christ's passion and the handing over to Christians of the fruits of the garden as the new inheritors of the promise. But my brothers and sisters, how often are we Christians exactly like those wicked tenants? We reside in the garden of the church. We are given a great gift, the gift of life, and of life in the holy community of the church. Yet we come only out of habit and not with thankful hearts, prepared to, to offer our labors to Christ. When we reside in the garden in that way, we too kill the Son. We do so in our hearts and forsake the promise of salvation given in our baptism. St. Paul declares that our time is limited in his epistle. He says, our Lord comes, with this beautiful Aramaic phrase, Maranatha. At this, our Lord comes is a proclamation of the witness that he has come. But it can also be an exclamation, O Lord, come, as an expectant watchfulness. Let us keep both in mind. 
our Lord has come to us already, establishing our salvation at the cross and imbuing the entire world with his divine presence. And we also ask him to enter into our midst, just as we are doing right now. But it's better to think that we can recognize him in our midst. When we recognize his divine presence, our salvation is established and it is worked out in the midst one another. Among these people here and now, heaven and earth are joined in that spiritual vision of our Lord now. Our Lord is present here. In this, our Christian life has both its source in the cross and its sustenance here amidst one another. However, so often we are like the tenants in the parable. We, too, are waiting for our Lord's return, but there is the difference. We have the chance to be righteous tenants. The history is not yet written for us. Righteous, we can be righteous stewards for our master. Today we are reminded that to be a good steward is a very personal act. Our salvation and our journey toward God is a highly, highly personal thing. It's not something that can be worked out in the life of the mind, in mental processes. This kind of, of abstraction is an abstraction from reality and is actually a hindrance to our spiritual life. Our support for one another is not abstract done simply with good thoughts and good feelings, with a naive hope that that is enough. Rather, salvation is gained by the flesh and blood of Christ that he took to himself. And we gain salvation also by our own flesh and blood sacrifices for one another, by being face to face with the world and our community, by bearing the sufferings of the world. And we do all this personally, within our own hearts, done and for and in Jesus Christ. We take these things and place them on the altar of our heart and offer them to God in prayer. The church is not a generic fellowship of, say, those people over there, those others who do, you do not know and have no factual connection to. St. Paul tells us this because he names specific people and certain people, Stephanus, Fortunus, Achaos, and others here and earlier in the letter. These are specific churches, certain people. These people are called and sent to help and support one another. They're there for the Corinthian church. Love and encouragement is a personal thing, just as our God is a personal being. He exists in Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, who created us from an abundance of love. And it's that love that we reside in. Salvation is the act of participating as a community in the personal love of God. Through people we know Christ and one another. In those times where we are weak, our brothers and sisters can carry some of that load with us. We share and we greet one another with a holy kiss in this community, and we do so to show that we are a family and we have no animosity toward one another. We pray for the weaker and seek help from the stronger. We have a tangible and personable way of giving thanks. We offer up meager bread and wine and receive from the holy table at the holy chalice an immeasurable gift in return. And we are given the fruits of grace from that cup. And we give those good things and those gifts from God to all of mankind. That's what we're called to do in the church. And we have those standing around us. Look around. Those, these that you see there are those for whom we work out our salvation and to take that ongoing salvation out into the world. The time of our Lord's final coming, 
approaches. So let us encourage one another in love to be watchful, stand firm in faith, be courageous, and be strong. In this way, we will see him truly present in all things and be filled with his grace and in turn fill others and be their encouragement. Here and now, we have a Christian fellowship as our encouragement in the faith of Jesus Christ. Together we can accept salvation and live it out and taste it now and how sweet the fruit of that labor will be and how sweet it is now. On that day when the master sends his son once again, he finds us, when he finds us giving thanks and sees that we are bound by love, we will know him with thankfulness and honor the Lord's appearance in our midst. When we do this, you will see him, you, trust me, you will see him in the loving acts that you receive. Not just in the good things, oh, this is a nice thing that someone has done for me, but you will see Christ himself in that act. And you will also see him in the one that helps you bear your cross. When we have love for one another, the garden we are called to tend, our community in Christ will not be taken from us and given to other tenants who will give the fruits in their seasons. Let us be those who give that fruit. As it was, it was given over for those loveless tenants. And it's for that reason that it was given over in the parable. Rather, on that day, he will richly reward us when he sees us bound in love for one another. Let us live among each other as St. Paul calls us to today. Let us be watchful and be an encouragement in the faith for one another. Let us be filled with love. Live in this vineyard, in this community, in this garden of the one holy Catholic and apostolic church so that each and every one of its members knows Christ's divine presence in our very midst. May we reside in this garden awaiting his approach and remain in paradise of our loving master forever. Lord, preserve us to hear with joy everlasting the blessed proclamation, our Lord approaches. Amen.